Thank you very much, Paul. Appreciate it. And everyone, it is good to see you here. What a blessing it is for me to be back with you. Um, <clears throat> last week, you guys uh, may have been here, but I was not. Um, I was actually celebrating my 33rd anniversary. I have been married to the same woman for 33 years. We're giving Shelly a hand. That woman is a saint, uh, clearly. Um, but yes, we were actually in New York City. And I know what you're thinking. You're like, wow, Pastor Randy, how hip and cool you are. You wanted to be there for the ball drop. I see what you're doing. I know how cool you are, clearly. Well, it's not like that, actually. Um, <laughs> I actually, the funny thing was, was I was telling the worship team, I was like, hey, guys, um, just FYI, I'm not going to be here the following week after Christmas. Uh, Shelly and I are going to go try to celebrate our anniversary and that kind of thing. And so we'll be out of town. And Jesus and Kenya say, well, where are you guys going to be going? And we're like, well, actually, we're going to be going to New York City. And uh, they said, really? Well, we're going to be going to New York City, too. And so guess who I bumped into in the middle of New York City? Isn't that cool? Uh, so we had a good time, and uh, that's the only time I ever wear a jacket the entire year, uh, but we had a great time. That's us in front of a little uh, six or seven story place called The Vessel. It was tons of fun. Then we went and got something to eat because you know how Christians are. You can't get together if you don't go eat, right? So there you go. But we had a great time. We had a lot of fun. I feel bad. I made these kids who are young. You know, they're in their 20s. They're cool. They're hip. And I was like, hey, come and hang out with us 50-somethings. You know, it'll be awesome. But we were very different than them. It was very clear that we were very different than them because they look like a million bucks and we look like a couple of homeless people just trying to get back to Houston. Like those, everything that I took to New York City is in that backpack that you see um, that I had wearing there. But thank God I had hair product. So that's a thing. I will say one other thing, though. You definitely could see the two differences between the Martinez's and us because we were like, okay, we're going to get there and we're going to have a good time. We're going to enjoy ourselves. And then we're going to get out of New York City before all the crazies get there on New Year's Eve. Like we were home and in bed before midnight here in Houston on New Year's Eve, just like a good self-respecting 50-something-year-old preacher ought to be, right? Amen. I was crashed. I was mad. The last thing I remember uh, was about 11.30 being angry at my neighbors for shooting off fireworks, just like anybody ought to be in my age. And the Martinez's were like, well, we're getting there just in time for the ball drop. And I'm like, no, thank you. So they're on a different page in life than we are, but we had a blast. We had a lot of fun. We caught up. We went to this really expensive mall that we could look at everything in it. It was awesome. Couldn't buy a single thing in it, but we could look at everything in it. We had a fantastic time. No, we really did. We had a great time. You know, <clears throat> um, it, it was special because uh, we got to spend some time together. And a lot of the time, our trips down to Mexico kind of keep me running right around the time of our anniversary. And so uh, we did not have the chance to celebrate our anniversary most years. But this year, as you probably can figure out, is pretty special for us. And we just want to make sure that we didn't miss this opportunity. So we had a great time. All right, so if you would uh, kind of keep your Bibles open, your Bible apps open there to Philippians chapter 4, 
This is a perfect place to begin a, a, a teaching series whenever you are beginning a brand, new, uh, a brand new year. When you think about, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I love that passage of scripture. And there is no doubt that God is our source of strength. But ultimately, this passage of scripture, I'm gonna go in a little different direction. Not just simply about the power of Christ to be a blessing to us no matter what we face this year, but also the things that are going on in our mind. And I want to begin with this quote from John Milton. It says, the mind is its own place and in itself can make a heaven of hell and a hell of heaven. I want you to take a look at that quote for just a moment. And as you do, if this is something that you tend to agree with, can I see your hands? Because I want us to think about this and begin here. Because for most of us, the truth of the matter is, is not that we will face something or encounter something that will be difficult for us, because I promise you, you will. But the question is not what you will face in 2024, it is how you will face it, whatever it may be. The truth of the matter is, is that there are people that have so much to be grateful for, and yet they are not. And then there are some that you think, man, they, they don't have a lot, and yet they are incredibly grateful. How many of you guys have seen that, experienced that, and had that happen in your own life? Where sometimes the best thing in the world has happened to you, and you don't get it, you don't understand it, you don't grasp how important it is when it's happening, and then later you go, man, I really should have been paying closer attention to what was going on. The truth is, is that I think for most of us, as we begin a new year, we begin to think about all of the things that we want to change. Well, I want to do this, and I want to do this, and I want to do this, I want to do this differently, and on and on and on, and the list is long for us to do something different. But very few of us really begin and say everything that it actually will change and sustain that change will not be just simply because I've decided to do something different, but because I've begun to think differently and my mind has begun the change and it eventually came out in the things that I'm doing, not just simply the things that I do without thought. The truth is, I believe with all of my heart that many of us tend to revert back to the things that we have always kind of been on a, an emotional physical, spiritual, financial treadmill because we do not give ourselves the opportunity to change our minds first, which eventually changes our actions. Can I get an amen on that, amen? I mean, if you thought about what you were doing and you wrote down New Year's resolutions, maybe you're that kind of person, maybe you're not. But if you did, I have a feeling very few of you wrote down, I want to think differently. And yet if you really begin to Think about it. If you don't think any differently, you will probably end up right where you began starting in 2025. And none of us want to feel like we have wasted a year. By the way, the year of grace that Eric spoke about, can we give Eric a hand for an amazing job? Thank you so much, Eric. We appreciate it. I have such 
Great respect for Eric and for Peter and the way that they share uh, the scriptures with you guys. Um, I, I just appreciate how God uses them to be an absolute blessing to this church family. So thank you guys uh, for your work, your effort, and uh, look forward to much more of that in the coming year for you guys to just continue to share the word uh, with your church family. All right, so let's do this. As we go to this next slide and take a look at this. Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 13. That 413 is that one that stands out. It's the one that's familiar to you. But if you were listening to what Paul was reading, thank you, Paul, by the way. If you were listening to what Paul was reading, he was telling you that the Apostle Paul is interested in your mindset, in my mindset. And by extension, let's be very clear, this is the inspired word of God. So as he writes it, it's God speaking to you and to me saying, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. He's telling us to have joy, not just simply live a drudgery of a life. He's telling us to not be anxious about anything. He's telling us that he wants us to experience the peace of God that will guard our hearts and our minds whenever we are in Christ Jesus. He's telling us to think about the things that are positive, not the things which are negative. And then he says, I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. And how many of you guys know that contentment is a mindset, not a state of physical being. Can I get an amen, right? So all of these things that you might have heard, you did not put the pieces together, but this passage of scripture that you and I want to focus on, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things, begin with those all things being in your mind, which change. Because the truth of the matter is, is for most of us, we get in a pattern and a rut of thinking and acting the same way, and then later wondering why our lives never seem to change. But here's what I do know. I do believe with all of my heart that we will reap what we sow. Not because that's a good old-fashioned statement, but because that's in the scriptures. He says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows that he also, what? Reaps. So if you believe that the Bible is true and says you will reap what you sow, if you never sow different thoughts in your mind and in your life, you will reap the same things that you have always reaped. Reaping? Repeted? I don't know. I don't know what to say there. But you know what I mean. You're going to keep reaping what you have always been sowing. So let's go to our next slide here. As we see this something to learn, Philippians is one of the prison epistles, also known as the prison letters of the Apostle Paul. He wrote this letter in that context. This is why it's so important. He uses the word joy or rejoice 11 times in this very short letter. He's moved by God to speak about not only our joy, but our inner peace, our mindset, which has the power to change our life. And so as I share this with you, this isn't just so I can tell you something that you don't know. This applies directly to you and me. Because for many of us, we have said, well, one day I will have a different attitude, but it will come when this happens for me and when I achieve this goal and when this thing that I've been working for finally comes to roost and these are the things that have to happen before I have a brand new mindset. And I'm here to tell you that if the Apostle Paul can write, rejoice in the Lord always as he's in a prison where he can't leave I promise you that you and I can rejoice in the Lord always because we are probably not facing anything nearly so bad. For most of us, we don't realize what Paul was going through. 
It is a mindset, not a circumstantial thing. And so that is so important. All right, let me just share a couple of things with you real quickly. There is a book, if you'd like to go deeper, it's called Forward. It's by David Jeremiah. And here's a, kind of what it will look like on there. Uh, if you'd like to grab that, it's also available via Audible. If you're into Audible, you can listen to this book. And in this book, he talks about 10 ways to go forward and uh, make the changes in our life. And I just wrote them very quickly because I know some of you guys love this kind of list stuff. And if that's you, great. That's no problem at all. But each one of these is a chapter. So let's go to our next slide here. You begin with dream, you go to pray, you begin to choose, focus, and risk. You pursue, you believe, you invest, you finish, and then you celebrate, and then you do it all over again. These are the 10 steps forward that he talks about in this book. But can I share something with you? What is the very first one? Go to our next slide. What is it? It's a dream. Because you and I probably will not be different people doing different things until we begin to think different thoughts than we always have. So I want to just share with you as we go forward our next slide, um, this one to remember. And I always share these with you over a, uh, the month-long series that I share with you. It is one particular scripture for you to remember, and I just simply share this with you. This is from one chapter earlier, from Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14, and I've kind of memorized this from the NIV. It's a little different, so here's what I will share with you. What I'm about to share with you is a little different, but this is one of my very favorite passages of scripture, and here is the reason. For as good as a man as the apostle Paul was, he was also a very different man when he became Paul than what he did when he lived as Saul. We all know this. Before the Damascus Road experience, he was a very, very different kind of man who was an enemy of Jesus Christ, who later became his biggest fan and his best ambassador in the New Testament. All of that changes because he changed his mind. But you and I, we both know that there is something within our minds that pulls us back towards the status quo. It pulls us back to what we used to be. It's guilt, it's regret, it's remorse, it's fear, it's comparison, it's concern that we don't have all of the answers, and on and on and on the list goes. But here is what I will share with you. This is what the Apostle Paul says, and he has other passages of Scripture that are very much like it, but he says this. I'm not somebody who has already attained where I want to be, but here is one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and straining towards what is ahead. I press on toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. In other words, God has called me for a better life than the one that I'm living right now, so I'm forgetting what is behind. I'm forgetting that weight and anchor that pulls me towards that status quo, and I'm straining to beat back those chains that keep me in that status quo and I'm moving ahead for what God has for me. Now, I wanna take just a minute and slow down and ask you, are you feeling that elastic band <laughs> pulling you back and reminding you of what you've done in your past? Is it something that 
comes up in your mind every time you want to be different. There is some sort of small war going on in your mind, a war of words that you are being told that those things prove that you're not enough, that God could never love someone like you, or that God has not really truly forgiven you, so you need to ask for forgiveness again and again and again and again and again for what you did a long time ago. You see, if that is true, I'm telling you, you probably need this message series so desperately because the problem for most of us is we can start momentum, but we can rarely sustain it until we change the way that we begin to think inside our own mind. And so I encourage you, if the war of words is happening, if the elastic band is pulling you back towards the status quo, I encourage you to realize there is now, therefore, no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus, according to Romans chapter 8, verse 1. That's another really good one that you can remember if you'd like. So real quickly, I want to share with you one other passage of Scripture that goes right along with the things that we've been talking about from Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Paul wrote to the Romans, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by mercies of God, present your bodies as a what? A living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. But then in chapter 12, verse 2, a very familiar passage is said, do not be conformed to this world, but be what? Transformed, how? By the renewal of your mind. In other words, until you begin to renew your mind in the way that God would have you to think about you, you will probably not experience that transformational power, not because it doesn't work, but because you won't allow it to work. And you test that may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect or complete when it comes to God's will for your life. So here's what I would share with you first, this big idea, this first big idea of 2024, it is just this. All transformation begins in your mind and ends up in your actions. In other words, it begins here, and if it's really something that is powerful, it will actually end up in action. Now, if it's just something that's a passing thought, that's not what I'm talking about. If it is instead something that is transformational, it's a thought that you allow to linger and you allow to take root in your heart, eventually it works its way out into your actions. Those are the kinds of transformational changes that begin in the mind and come out in the action. We've all been there where we've had good thoughts, good intentions, but have not followed up on them. I know none of y'all have, but you guys know these people that we're going to judge today, right? Those people that don't keep up with those things that they promise to do, right? We've all been there. Let's be honest. You've been there. I've been there. I'm not proud of that. You're not proud of that but every one of us understands. So here's the question. Can we allow our minds to be transformed so we begin to let actions flow from a place of being and not just simply a place of doing? Not a list of things to do, but a brand new thought and a brand new way of thinking. So here's the big idea one more time. And can you guys say it aloud with me on the count of three? Here we go, ready? One, two, three. All transformation begins in your mind and ends up in your actions. I hope and pray that is exactly what happens for you and for me this year. 
Now, don't miss this. Here is something that I want to share with you. Many of us really want to change and want that change to happen in our lives. And so we set about changing what we do, but we always seem to revert back to that status quo because we never think to change the way that we think. Now, I want to just share with you a couple of things, and then I'm going to share a video that I think will be a blessing to you. There is three element of success that I want to share with you. So there it is. And if we can go back one additional slide, I want to share it. Competence, competence, and character. These are the three things that happen in every single life when something begins to change and whenever you build the momentum and sustain it. We'll talk every week that I share with you, I'm going to be talking from these three things. It is competence. That means the ability to do something well. It is confidence. That means believing in yourself to succeed either right now or in the future. And then it is character. And notice I put down right there, it is a learned quality. Because here's what I think we often do. We often excuse ourselves and our lack of character. The things that we don't see or do easily in ourselves, it is always something that we can change. We know that competence, things you learn how to do, yeah, that's something you change. Confidence, you can learn to be confident, but you also have to learn how to develop character. And by the way, I have bad news for y'all. You develop character by difficult times. How many of you know that that is true? You don't become hardcore people until you say, you know what, even the hard things I'm going to go through and I'm going to keep my head up and I'm going to keep following in God's power the things that he wants to do in my life. So here are the three elements of success, competence, competence, and character, that learned quality that you have that allows you to succeed and sustain. So real quickly, you see those three things. But you know, as well as I do, in your life and mine, it's not always the same because you probably are somebody who knows someone who has this situation. Let's go to our next slide. No competence, tons of confidence, and a little bit of character. So in other words, what's going on here? There's somebody who will probably get the job because they can sell you on, I could do this job, they're confident but then they probably won't stay. Why? Because they don't know how to do the actual job that they've been hired to do. Now, I don't want you to tell me that you know somebody like that, but you probably do. He probably works in the cubicle next to you, but let's keep going, all right? So let's go to our next slide. What about somebody who is highly competent but has zero confidence? How many of y'all know somebody like that, right? They could do it. They just don't think they can do it. And so it's difficult for them, it's difficult for you to think of them as that success, but then that last one, if you go to this next slide, maybe they're competent, maybe they're confident, but they will not stay and do it over and over and over again because they've never made themselves do something that they got bored with or just found to be too difficult to keep going. For you and for me, we've been talking about the idea of going forward how do you build and sustain momentum? Here's what I want to share with you. In your life, I promise you, you can have a different life if you begin to think about these three things every single day. What am I getting better at? 
What am I being more willing to share, confident that I can do this, and how am I developing character within my life? Because if you're not developing all three, you will struggle to succeed. So I encourage you, be competent, be confident, and have character. Now, I want to take us back to Philippians 4 real quickly. Let's go to slide number 23, if you don't mind, very quickly. He says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You know what he's saying here? He's saying that your peace in this coming year matters to God. But it is also in your own hands. God is available to you, but you and I have to turn to him. Now, I believe that is why you are here today that you have said in your own mind and your own heart, the way that I walk without the Lord will not get me where I want to go and where I want to be. Here is what I want to share with you. In the days and weeks and months ahead, you may not fill every bit of the checklist of that to-do list. If you do, that is wonderful. But more important than all of those things, I believe can you find what God would have you to do? Can your mindset be changed, not because of what you do, but because you see God in a different way? That you see him as truly the center of your life and your life being something that he can and will use? And can you get to the place where you say, I'm forgetting those things which are behind me, I'm straining towards those things which are ahead. And I am a person who has said, I will be transformed by the renewing of my mind. I will think more like God would have me to think today than I did yesterday. It may make me uncomfortable initially to walk away from that mindset, but I must do it in order to change and live a different life. Now, here's where I will ask you, how much of a voice does God have in your life? How much of a voice does God have in your life? I have a feeling for most of us, if we were to go back and do a quick inventory on what we have done to let God speak to us, that list looks considerably shorter than we'd like. And the other things which take us down the wrong paths, the wrong priorities, the, the wrong direction that leads us away from peace and contentment rather than towards it is a longer list than what we would like. So here is what I would share with you. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you might live as that living sacrifice in 2024 in a different way than 2023. Now, I want to rewind for just a quick moment, and I want to talk about what Eric shared last week. He talked about that passage of Scripture that said, you know what, give it one more year that this tree might bear fruit. If you were here, you heard what he had to say and you heard the challenge 
and not just from Eric, but also from God's word. So here is where I want to make it very personal for you and for me. I want 2024 to be different. How about you? I want it to be a better life for myself, for my family, for my church, for my church family, on and on that list goes. But all of that begins with a change of mind where I reflect more of what God would have me to be, where I must decrease and he must increase, where more often I pray the prayer, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. This is where we begin to change our mind, where the first question is no longer, what do I want? And instead, it becomes more of a question of what would God have me to do? You see, these are the ways that you change your life because most of us have only asked that one question, well, what do I want? I don't wanna do that. I'd love to do that. And so we make all of our decisions not on whether they are the right ones, but whether they are the wanted ones. If we can allow God to change our want too, then our lives begin to change in powerful ways. Can I get an amen? Amen? So it's so important that we change our minds and allow ourselves to be changed from the inside out. So very quickly, I want to go to slide number 29, if you don't mind, and then we'll do the I apply by Finally, brothers, whatever is pure, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is true, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things, not the other things that are so full of the other direction, right? What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, the Apostle Paul says, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. You know what I love about this passage? It's not just our thoughts. You notice this? Practice these things. Let your mind stay in that place, but then let those things flow to your actions and put them into practice. And then watch how God shows up in your life to change and transform you from the inside and the inside out. This is why it's so important that the God of peace will be with you wherever you go. And I hope and pray that whatever 2024 holds for you, that you will be blessed, that you will be touched by the hand of God, that your mind will be transformed by his power and his strength, and that the things that he wants to accomplish in your situations relationally, financially, spiritually, emotionally, and on and on and on, intellectually, on and on, professionally, wherever you need him and his touch, may he bless you in every step you take, but may you be mindful of him, the word mindful of him in all that you choose to do every step of the way. Let's check out this video. I think it'll be a blessing to you.
What are Gosh. you doing? Glenn, it's New Year's Eve. Gosh. No, it's 8.30. Yeah, well, if I'd woke you up at midnight, you probably wouldn't even have talked to me tomorrow. You know me so well. All right, that was fun. I'm going to bed. Wait. Wait, wait. Wait, sit with me. You know we're not going to make it to midnight, Liv. Uh, look, we can ring in the new year now. Why do I feel like this is some clever disguise to get me into some deep conversation right now? Huh? Huh? Well, you know me well. All right, we'll be the last serious discussion of the year, so praise the Lord. Oh, perfect. I love it. No, I don't. It's not. <laughs> but I will listen to you. Do I ever change... Is this one of those questions It's not a question? No, just I never... <laughs> nothing about me ever changes. I just It's the same old me, the same old habits, the same recipe that I got out from the magazine the year we were married and the same New Year's decoration. No, we don't need to do that. It's just... Nothing about me ever changes. You change? Yeah. Sweetheart, you do? Like, 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 like your hair. You, you, you changed your hair last year. No. Yeah, you, you dyed it. Yes. No. You changed the format or something of it, huh? Oh, okay, okay. I'm not I'm not into hair, sweetheart. I just you don't get it. Tomorrow is going to be a new year, and I'm gonna wake up and be the same person I've been for years. The whole year will go by. Nothing's gonna change. Don't you wanna see a change in me? And you and us? Gosh, and anything. Sure. Sure? Yeah. That's it? Liv, I have no idea what I want for this upcoming year. And if there's one thing I do know, I have no idea what you want. That's a wise man. Thank you. <laughs> Here's an idea. Why don't we just pray about it? Wait, wait are, you being, are you being serious right now? Yes, yes, I'm being serious. <laughs> Why don't you and I us together, just pray about it. We'll just ask God what he wants for this upcoming year, okay? And we'll just try to listen. <laughs> you know me so well. <laughs> Maybe I'll call you hang up? Yeah, sure. I like it. <laughs> Heavenly Father, thank you for your love for us. Thank you that you never let us go. Thank you for new chapters. Thank you for living in her heart and how she sees the world. Thank you, God, for tuning us. Thank you. For